0: Welcome to Armchair Preaching, a podcast of the First Presbyterian Church in Lakeland, Florida. This is a podcast about God's Word, the beauty of the gospel, and what it takes to communicate that truth to others. I'm your host, Pastor Zach McGowan, and on today's episode, Pastor Rebecca, Pastor John, and I talk about what we do when we're beginning to prepare for a message. We also talk about this week's sermons in our series called Serving Christ. We hope you enjoy the conversation. Well, welcome back, everybody. This is episode number forty-six in Armchair Woo-hoo. Preaching. Um, I, you know, a couple weeks it'll be the big five-zero. Oh yeah. And I've heard Gold, that that's golden a golden
1: anniversary. I've, I've heard
0: that that's a big date for people to hit the big five O. Oh, I'm not there yet, so I'm gonna have to trust John that, that <laughs> yeah, you're I you, I, you know I, I got
1: there first. You got there first. For an interview.
0: That's right. Well today um, we have Rebecca here in the armchair. John's here in the armchair. Um, Rebecca and I were preaching this week. You were in Classic this Sunday. Yep. You had been in Vine the previous Sunday, yep. And so we're 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 continuing in this series called Serving Christ. Um, but before we get into that, um, one thing I want to do is a couple, a couple weeks ago, John and I played a game of This or That, which that was fun, <laughs> which was fun, and it and it spawned what uh, came from the fact that we had played This or That with Rebecca mm-hmm. on video, right? Um, which is, I, I would say, probably more difficult to do it on video. <laughs> did, did you find it more v- difficult to do it on video?
2: Probably, like, I didn't do it just over the <laughs> you sound.
0: You just didn't do it over the. Well, people, uh, people have have gotten a hold of me, and I think they, they talked to. You. They really liked. They yeah. liked the video with Rebecca. Yes. Um, they liked it when John and I did an armchair. So I'm just going to throw this out there. Someone had suggested this. Um, if anybody listening has suggestions for this or that questions that we can go over in an episode of Armchair Preaching, I'm going to encourage you. (laughs) My brain's already going, like, ooh, what what,
1: what other ones would I want to know about for this or that?
0: Well, and and, and I'm just going to put this out there. We get to not do them, too. Like, if somebody was a sister that, we're like, yeah, I got to do that. (laughs) But if anyone has any suggestions for this or that questions that you would love to hear your pastors unpack, email me, McGowan Z-M-C-G-O-W-E-N, at... FPC Lakeland. No, they can be anything,
1: right? We're still going to edit them. They can be anything. They can anything. be like style or. Or, or family or yeah, style theology the, well, let's, do, yeah. let's do infralapsarianism, infralapsarianism <laughs> versus superlapsarianism well, where are you on that, yeah, <laughs> on that. Oh, what, what,
0: what is your pre- what, what is your millennial stance yes. um, you know We. yeah no absolutely they can be fun they can be serious we can do that I think that's a I, but I think that would be interesting uh, McGowan at fpclakeland.org if you can't remember that just go to the website under the staff page I'm there my email's there um I think that'll be fun, but I want to kick off today talking about how we start, um, where we begin when we come to a new message opportunity, new sermon opportunity. So when you get, you know, John, here, you, you generate most of the ideas in terms of sermon series. Um, we do some conversation about it over email um so you usually get to look at it before we get to look at mm-hmm. it but we we get to look at it first but if you know you're coming up on a week where do you go first what's the first thing that you do to kind of kick that 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 off john rebecca i'll go rebecca <laughs> first rebecca uh what's the first thing that you do
2: once I get the, the the title and the scriptures, correct?
0: Title, scriptures, basic theme. You know what's going on. Okay. Yeah. So where then do you go I just first? sort
2: of brainstorm and throw everything on a piece of paper that comes to my mind. Yeah. Um, and then I start thinking of all the scriptures that go along with that, and do word searches on which scriptures go along with what scriptures mm-hmm. and words. Yeah. Um, so that's the first thing that I do.
0: Yeah, so you're you're going cross references and trying to figure out the, the total redemptive historical properties of this particular passage.
2: Possibly, yeah. if that's the way my brain goes at that moment. I just throw everything onto paper and then start organizing it.
0: Okay. So how, so how would that change, for example, so let's say you're doing a passage of Scripture that's out of the Psalms, for example. Mm-hmm. What would change from that very poetic to something like what we did this past week, which was out of one of the Pauline letters? Does it change at all?
2: Well, first thing I do is I just throw everything down on a piece of paper that immediately comes to mind. With those scriptures, yeah, um, and then I start to to, to really dig in. I, commentaries and and research comes a li, you know a little bit later, but the first thing I do is put it down because um, I get sidetracked uh, a lot of the times. So I have to use a system okay. to not get sidetracked.
0: Yeah. Yeah, very systematic. Yeah, yeah. What about
1: you, John? Well, first off, uh, this is interesting that you're asking this now because we are looking at—I'm looking at the 2022 year, calendar year for the preaching schedule. So, you put out an appeal. I'll put out—I'll put out an appeal too. Is that anybody who has pre- uh, desired t- preaching topics yeah. in 2022? I'd love to hear from you on that as well. Yeah. T- what, what would you like to hear about? Yeah. We've already got some ideas generating. We've got s- several good things that, I, that I'm excited about for the year ahead. So we're we're working on that now, but your question is when we get to a particular week where we have a particular theme and scriptures uh, selected, and uh, like, like Rebecca, my first thing is to just immerse myself in the text itself. Yeah, uh, and I find myself the, the the very very first thing that I'm doing, like literally the first thing I'm doing, is I'm opening a Bible on my on my app or my actual Bible, and I'm reading the passage, mm-hmm. and I'm rereading the passage, and I'm rereading the passage, yeah. and then I go outside of the passage, and I'm, I'm kind of getting the running start into the passage, and I'm seeing what's coming after the passage. So I spend a like, really a fair amount of time just figuring out where are we again, what what's what's happening contextually, all those exegetical questions they talk they, they talk about you you know when you've been around. Done this long enough, you sort of instinctively going, okay. What do I know about yeah. right. the context? What do I know about the you know the the, the different types of critical approaches that, that we've we've learned about? What do I know about this passage right now? And I am doing a lot of uh, uh, what you were talking about as well because I do I have that out and I have a file open on my computer as well. Mm-hmm. And I, as something comes to mind, I, I, I make a note. As something else comes to mind, I make a note. Some question, make a mm-hmm. note. Something I yeah. don't understand, make a note. And then I come back. Then basically from there, I go back and work through the notes. my notes, mm-hmm. and then. And and then all the whole time, you're thinking about the the, the preaching moment, and yeah. and 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 actually the whole time in the spirit of of Haddon Robinson, who's you know, what's, you're ask, also asking, I'm asking, what is this sermon like? What is this message? What is this scripture saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, what's the if there's a single idea, a big idea of this sermon? What is that? Yeah and 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 then that you, that sort of percolates and and out of that comes okay what am i going to you know all of the shaping of the uh, of a sermon
0: yeah 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 for me it's 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 it, one of the few things that i do so preaching is is I teach every week as well, too, so I have two things that I'm, I'm doing, but I do them very differently. When I'm teaching for a Bible study and when I'm preaching, it's very different. We've talked about the difference between teaching mm-hmm. and preaching before. My approach is very different. So I it's, it's go back to the passage of Scripture immediately and read and reread. Um, and then pray through what I've read, then go back and reread it. And then I will tend to do um, you know, comparative translations. I'll, I'll read you mm. know, multiple translations of the same passage. Um, and then I'll go back and do kind of, you know, I'll then I go to the commentary almost immediately. I almost immediately go to a commentary. I have like three or four that are my starting point, like the, the WBC of the Word Bible commentary because that's where you talk about the Word portions of it. I start to pull out words and, and what words are are very common amongst, like, you know, for example, in a Pauline epistle, right? So mm-hmm. he uses that, and we're going to talk about this this week, he uses various images over and over again, but he uses them differently in different places. So why does he use it differently here than there? Um, and then I'm really, I'm a big outline the passage. So I, it's, it's, you know, it's, the, it's one of the only things I still do with actual pen and paper is I start with the outline. I have a note have notebooks, have notebooks and notebooks of of outlines, of sermon outlines. And the outline doesn't always stay the same from where I begin, but then I'll you know, then I start to think through um I almost al- always go to illustrative material. It, it probably shows in, in the preaching that I go from the passage to where's the where's the connection point between, you know, what what, what um what you know, Richard price used to call the epical adjustment between what was written, you know, 2,000, 4,000 years ago to today. You know, the Bible was, was, was you know, had a specific original audience. Those mm-hmm. scriptures had a specific original audience. How do I make the jump from that original audience to us? And how do I, where is there imagery disconnects? Like the, probably the most primary example is the idea of when when the scripture at any place talks about the idea of slavery or bond servanthood right when we as americans use that word boom you know there's all these mm-hmm. fireworks that go off in our brains and so those are the types of things you have to kind of really reach across the time divide so i the illustrative material helps do some of that for me so i go through and i have little scratches on my notes about, okay, well, I could illustrate like this, or sometimes I go through and I'll say, what are all the illustrative possibilities I could flesh Mm -hmm. out, um, and then go from there to application.
1: And I I actually noticed in hearing you say that now, just Reminds me of this. I noticed, you know, you make decisions. I'm sure you do too, of, of breaking up the pericope. You, yeah. you, you, you want it, these two verses go together. These four verses mm-hmm. go together, and you sort of walk through the the sermon that way. But I noticed that you 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 do your illustrations based on it's the block section by section yeah. as well yeah mine is very i mean not it doesn't
0: always work out that way the pauline epistles almost always do though because he's he, there's such
1: a it's his mindset
0: yeah he's got such a uh he's it, it, they're teaching right so they're very didactic in even in the even in the, the times where they're very empathetic and relational there's a teaching thing that's happening there um and commentaries wildly disagree about, <laughs> about the flow. <laughs> so we have to make those decisions, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, we have to make decisions for our, as we're reading it, based on all this scholarship and our own prayers, and then, as we talked about many times, what is the congregation, where's the congregation at, so how does it, you know, their logic and thought process might be different than even my own, so how do I try to dig through that, you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying, so it's, it's yeah, so you definitely have to do that, um, but there's, yeah, there's, there's, a,
1: there's a certain amount of, um, there's a certain amount in all that we've, that all that we've been describing that, that for me, comes the the question, and I don't, I don't know if it's a conscious thought like this, but it's certainly a a, a where I land with is there's a there's a so what
0: yeah mm-hmm. that comes
1: out of this as well. So okay, so this is this and this flows this way, and these this seems to be the big idea. Okay, so uh, uh, so what? What do we do? Which with that? Which is where you then now leans into application.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, what what so talk about the application point for a second, Rebecca, like your your side of that, like where you know. Do you find that that's fairly an easy transition to make or do you find that challenging and and or, or does it change I guess per passage maybe It
2: changes every passage. Yeah. Um and also just where I'm going with the sermon in in general to ask myself so what um and how do I make that so what for for everyone and um it changes
0: and for yourself too, right? I right. mean, that's the thing. I mean, I find I'm the prime, I'm the first audience that gets the message, right? Mm-hmm. And so, what is the what's the application for my life? Where Where do I need to? Um, where does my own discipleship need to? You mm-hmm. know, change, adjust, grow, and those are sometimes. Whoo. <laughs> Those are the tough questions, right? I love that. Those
1: are the tough ones, right? This week... That only applies to you, by the way. That, Rebecca There's, and I you don't... You guys are perfect in yeah, that. It yeah. doesn't apply yeah. to yeah. us. Yeah. So we're not yeah. preaching to ourselves. You're so not, not preaching, preaching to ourselves. You have absolutely no changes to make.
0: <laughs> so this week we were uh, in, in, this, um, in this series called Serving Christ, um, primarily out of two passages, one from... Uh, the, the main passage both of us went to was in Ephesians um, in chapter 4, and then some supplemental stuff with... Um, with the book of Deuteronomy, but but Rebecca, when you approach the passage, um, you know, we just before we hit record, we were talking about some of the things that popped out initially. So, what were the things that really popped out initially for you when you're reading that uh, Ephesians 4 passage um, that you wanted to d- dig into and then ultimately deciding where to land on that?
2: Um, the idea, stay on God's path. Uh... Stay on the path, and then the principle of replacement, which was the title of the sermon, mm-hmm. and so focusing on those two things. But um, I think the the predominant theme that I went with was stay on God's path.
0: Yeah, and you you had a great, I mean, just a powerful illustration of that <laughs> point. You, you did a so talk about that trip to Israel for just a second for okay. people that may have, you know, just just to, just to flesh it out a little bit even more you did this this pilgrimage which is different than normal so t- right. tell us about that a little bit uh,
2: well it wasn't getting in a tour bus going from holy site to holy site it was uh, the leader taking on the role of a rabbi, we taking on the role of disciples and following our rabbi and not knowing where we were going, not knowing when our next stop would be, yeah. not knowing what the lessons were going to be, to help facilitate a trust so that we would understand what it was like for the Israelites going through the desert following Moses and in the, the pillar and the cloud, and, yeah. and then also the disciples following Jesus in the very same locations, and we walked. Yeah. We walked all those places and we were imitating our rabbi the whole time, too. So it was sort of an experiential learning, um, which was amazing.
0: How long was the, the trip for? Two weeks. Two weeks. Mm-hmm. Ho- Walking pretty much the whole time? Yes. Wow. I
2: mean, we did have a bus uh, a few times, you know, and at the end of the day, you know, we get picked up at the edge of the desert or something, <laughs> taken to our hotel, and we actually stayed in regular hotels, and um, we stayed in a kibbutz for a mm-hmm. while but that was just as nice as the hotels so
0: yeah it was yeah. nice and when i when i went to israel it was not it was a little bit more tour bus and go but it was very um intensive on the teaching side of it and mm-hmm. um 10 12 hours a day mm-hmm. at a place and walking around but you you talked specifically in the sermon about a very uh what would seem like a very common thing when you're out on a hike mm-hmm. You you got to got to use a restroom.
2: Got to go when you got to go. <laughs>
0: but that was such a powerful image of the danger of
2: mm-hmm. getting sin. off the path. Mm-hmm.
0: And one of the things that I really picked up from that was the unseen danger. Because mm-hmm. on that path, all you had was you know you had that, the that rope that right. that line that was telling you where the path was, but not without the knowledge that just you know a few meters off of that rope
2: (laughs) right kaboom (laughs) boom
0: and and there were warnings on the other side but from your vantage point you couldn't see that right so yeah so i want to like talk about that for just a second the the idea of the uh, the unseen dangers you kind of um the path thing where was your um you know where was there a struggle with you when you're talking about the path I think sometimes we're talking about obedience. The struggle is to not go into this moralistic kind of ideology, right? Like earned righteousness. So, did you think through that, and from your standpoint, there?
2: Yes, and that was a challenge because at the end of writing the sermon, I thought this is this is too strong. This is too too sobering. I, you know, how do I make this more palatable? Um, because it's not about a set of rules that we follow. It's about a God that we follow that we love. Um, and I do have maybe some regrets that I didn't work harder at that part because at the end it just seemed like, whoa, (laughs)
0: um,
2: but it is what it is.
0: (laughs) Well, sometimes you need that. Right. Sometimes you need that. Right. I mean, for me, you know, for me, it was my whole thing is it was the struggle between, you know, making this all about choice. Mm hmm. Right, because you know, we're Presbyterians, we have the whole theology of predestination and God's sovereignty, but there's still this there's still as Paul presents it this walk this way, don't walk this way. You know, the image that I really laid in to was the the walking image. And for me, I love that image and, and it's an because it is it is something that's a very intentional thing. You know, it's something that you have to make a decision to do first of all. And what to do with that, and it be, it can become very moralistic. I always struggle with that. I mean, I, I find it's a real struggle when you're dealing with passages that are very moralistic in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. But we're taking, I mean, it, and you have to go back to the whole context of the entire book of Ephesians and the entire letter of Ephesians is not moralistic. Mm-hmm. But this portion portion of it that you're this pericope that you're reading and you're preaching out of.
1: But I think that's Definitely the key. Has that, that's right. the key to, to, to discussing more anything that's moralistic in, in general is that it has to have the, the, the earlier material. Yeah. So there has to be earlier assumptions built into, into it. Is so that this isn't this isn't about earning. This isn't about this is about responding to what's already done and what the appropriate type The the Bible's very I mean, there's a number of times where it's very explicit about the appropriate responses to to the to the gospel. Yeah. And so you know so so the moralistic you know the, the decision making is, is and choices are out there you just need to know and, and have square and you did you had you had I know you're nervous about it Rebecca but you had it clear in your head mm-hmm. that, that no it starts with grace it starts with the goodness of God it starts with the love of mm-hmm. God and in response to that we have certain things that we can or cannot do right yeah yeah.
2: And Zach, yeah. you did a good job mentioning, too, you know, the intentionality of walking in general. Yeah. But there's a direction that we're heading to, and, you know, what we face Jesus, and we, we...
1: And by definition, when you're choosing to go that direction, there's also a non-direction. Right. There's that you're not going in a certain direction. That's a choice as well. Right. Well, I think that's Paul's point right that's why he, you know
0: that he begins that whole chapter with walking in the lord and then verse 17 he picks up don't walk like the gentiles right mm-hmm. so there's this positive affirmation and then this negative kind of prohibition so to speak and mm-hmm. and um you, you know you really kind of uh Rebecca just tied into those prohibitions really well to say this is really what this is he he's outlining this cuz this matters mm-hmm. and it was obviously something the Ephesians faced something that we face today things like truth and falsehood um what to do with with anger and emotions and things like that these are things that are perpetual problems for all humanity mm-hmm. these are not new things right and and that's why it was so it's so interesting to go back to like Deuteronomy you know 5 and and the the whole idea that that Moses is bringing down the 10 commandments those are those are do's and don'ts i mean we just can't get around that right these are do's and don'ts and then the response of the Israelites in Deuteronomy 5 is this awe and wonder. And the Lord is like, mm. oh, I wish they would always have that awe <laughs> and wonder. <laughs> oh, that they would always feel like this, that they would always have this. And and I I, I get struck by that a, a lot. So, yeah. It, did it change at all? I mean, you had to – so what I heard was the recording on Thursday, the one that you had to do for the recording for Classic Service. Right. Was there – did you find not
2: much change between changed. Thursday to Sunday, yeah,
0: not much for you, right yeah, yeah, so first time recording a sermon correct for for our the for classic yes, yeah, and how did how did that feel uh,
2: that was a nightmare uh, <laughs> a complete nightmare
1: um, why,
2: and now that I'm on the other side, it's never going to be the same again, so yeah. praise the Lord um because everything with the, the technology for it. Uh, it was okay. an impossibility. And actually, it was You're just staring
1: at a camera, doing and, yeah. things
2: incorrectly, not knowing I did it incorrectly, that actually ended up being the blessing um, in disguise. Uh, otherwise, I, I i don't know if I'd be here today. Um, <laughs> honestly, for real, like, yeah. I, I, I didn't know how to use things. I, did, I asked one person who told me to ask another person who couldn't help me and uh, everywhere well, I was compounded
1: by the fact that you got the wrong information about what to announce.
2: For, well, uh, ignore that part. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, no, you did fine. You did. It was a perfect announcement. It just not You know, you right. got You got. You got what you were. <laughs> you were told, you announced right? what you were told. That's
0: right. Yeah. The technology piece is always a challenge. I mean, it's so. Well,
2: I, I I didn't know how to use it. I didn't know where yeah. to get it. I didn't know anything. Um, yeah. And then every step that I took, there was a something that delayed. You know, next another delay, another delay, and that actually, John, it was you. Walking out of my office saying, Oh, you just go to pages and mirror it that helped me so much. (laughs) I mean that just took I mean, I had spent I don't know how many hours, I don't know, seven or eight hours just trying to figure out
0: the technology um,
2: how to turn on the thing and and to get to the right place and to and then Anna came along when I wasn't supposed to have the the stuff in the I went on Wednesday and said can you set this up for me and they did but you're supposed to fill out a form and you know reserve the room which had I done the answer would have been no but that was the only time I could have done it anyway it worked out yeah
1: Um, for those listening for those listening to this uh, the the Thursday pre-recording is a very different experience for all of us and there's a there's a certain way you have to go about it and there's even a mindset with which you have to go about it because there's nobody in the room yeah and that's what that's the old pandemic days but it, you know, it's, it's just a very unusual thing so so the, so, so the rookie got to experience it that and and, uh, and and you learned, I learned. And, you know and I well, learned. I, and i think too though that that
0: when people when we you know preaching messages when we're preaching sermons whether it's recording on thursday or, or sunday morning there's there're always these these potential impediments you know there's always potential impediments whether they're technological or they're personal or they're I mean even wardrobe things like you can't get you know you can't get your robe buttoned right you can't you know
2: get the microphone to work right yeah mm-hmm. so there's
0: there's always potential impediments that try to prohibit you know God's word from being you know expressed to people and I think mm-hmm. uh, you know this message especially for folks you know I know in Vine there were people in the room who you know they they were they have definitely they're struggling with the path right they're struggling with the direction mm-hmm. of their walk <laughs> they're struggling with the way that they're walking they're walking cuz everybody's walking some way right you know they they've but it it's so necessary and i know that there are people listening to the message on thursday walk you know with you on on sunday morning rebecca where they they needed that but to, to to the message previous week, there are other spiritual forces that work trying to prohibit yeah. those mm-hmm. things from yeah. happening. There are, you and know, you did
1: a fabulous job too. I just want to make sure you you know that with all that with all that anxiety or whatever it was that was going on, I at the didn't time, notice anything. Yeah. I didn't notice a thing. I didn't, no, I didn't notice know. a thing okay. on that. And, no, I, I, and you might have been you you were the duck with the feet paddling at mi- ninety miles an hour underneath you. But the, on, but the, on water, the surface, no. you were you were smooth as could be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well done. And that's the Holy Spirit, right?
2: Yep. That's a- <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs>
0: well, we'll keep at it, right? We'll keep right. at it. So this Sunday, uh, I'm in Vine... John, in classic. John is in class we're continuing the series on uh, on serving Christ yeah. and uh you've already preached it once I did, this morning. Did yeah. the same thing we just were talking yeah. about the just, pre-recording. Just did it and I I I have I'm very nearly done with my message. So I'm I'm looking forward to putting it to bed. And uh and then we're going we have one more week in this series, then it's Advent. And then it's Advent.
2: Woohoo! My favorite.
0: Your favorite. Yeah. What well, why is it your favorite?
2: Because God comes into our world mm. in the flesh, comes into our chaos and brings hope and joy and peace and love, and it's the most wonderful message ever.
1: Yeah, most wonderful time of the year, right? Yes, and we're doing and we're doing a series called, called Presence. Presence, P R E, yeah, like like the presence of God. word, right?
0: I spelled it wrong. but it's not presence like under the tree. It's the physical presence right. of god and it is man it's it, it is i think rebecca your attitude though i think that's the that's something that i hope people grab onto that this is like so ridiculous and amazing mm-hmm. that god would choose to get like in the flesh yeah right there's no other no other faith tradition in the world that would say their god is so gracious that he would deign to become like us. I mean, that's just... One of my
1: favorite phrases at Christmas is, he became what he was not before. Yeah. God who is spirit became what he was not before in flesh and blood. Flesh and blood. How how amazing is that?
0: With all of that, that that being flesh and blood takes with it, Right. I mean, that's, I mean, all the, the aches and pains and, and the just being a human being. It's just, a, it's an incredible thing. So that starts on November 28th. Eighth. That's the first Sunday. And right after Advent. You. And so we encourage everybody to come out. If you missed this Sunday's message or any one of our messages, check out our website, fpclakeland.org. They are all there. You can listen to it. You can watch it. And if you uh, have not listened, uh, haven't heard any of our former uh, pot, uh, episodes of Armchair Preaching, I encourage you to check us out on Apple Pod podcast Spotify, Stitcher, SoundCloud. Again, all the links are on our website. So subscribe, share it with your friends, give us a like, and don't forget to send those emails um, to me about this or, that. this or that,
1: future versions of this or that.
0: We would love to hear that, and uh, we look forward to seeing everybody next time. Rebecca, thanks for being here in the armchair. Thank you, John. Thank you for being it's good here. Good to be here again, and uh, we'll see everybody next time.
2: Bye.